the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He was gathered to his people just like the beggar Lazarus was when Christ gave us the parable of Lazarus in Luke chapter 16. Christ's parable said that he was carried to Abraham's bosom. And Abraham was there to answer some of the questions. So we know where Abraham went after he died. Well, we are focusing once again on the death of Abraham and also who is left behind once Abraham is gone. His son Isaac, Ishmael, and of course Isaac's kids, Jacob and Esau. That is all straight ahead here today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely as we continue our journey through Genesis. Here's Pastor Leighton once again as we catch up with him in Genesis 25. The author of Hebrews wrote in chapter 9, And it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. Notice the word appointed, as in the word appointment. We all have an appointment with death, an appointment that was set by God, an appointment that we're not going to be early to, an appointment that we're not going to be late to. Psalm 139 says, You saw me before I was born. Before I was born, every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out. Before a single day had passed, before we even became alive, God had already written out and described every day of our lives. And you know, God knows the future, and He doesn't make a mistake, and He never needs a plan B. So you'll never hear God saying, well, I had plans for this one. Well, that's not going to work out. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. You know, it's wisdom to recognize our mortality and understand that we have only a certain number of days. And this is especially great wisdom for those who are young. Because for those who are young, it gives more time to apply wisdom to their life and focus their time and attention on bearing eternal fruit, laying up their treasure in heaven, and keeping focused on doing things that are of eternal importance. I did a calculation. If I live up to my 70th birthday, I have less than 2,500 days left. That's less than 350 weeks. Now, that can be depressing, If your heart is in this world. Or it can remind you of how fragile and short life is. The Bible says it's wise to number our days. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, so teach us to number our days. Why? That we may get a heart of wisdom. Wisdom considers thoughtfully the brevity of life. And how important it is lived. So the expression full of years 
is it expresses more than just a certain quantity of time. It also expresses a certain quality of life as well. It means being satisfied with life. Abraham was flourishing and fruitful and satisfied to the very end. You know that there are very few people who really experience joy and satisfaction when they reach old age. When they look back, it's oftentimes filled with regret. And when they look ahead, it's filled with fear. I've observed that life, in part, is an accumulation of regrets. Now, some are avoidable and some are not. There are regrets for missed opportunity. There are regrets for words or action that caused pain for others or self. And one of my goals in life is to leave this world with as few regrets as possible. And it is this desire that has tempered many of my words and actions. For instance, when I am slandered or disparaged, I endeavor to put the matter in God's hands because I know that he will bring about true justice. He knows everything, and I do not. And I would do injustice to justice if I took justice into my own hands. That would ultimately lead to regret. There is wisdom in heeding the scriptures when it says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Death is not a threat to the person who trusts in Jesus and lives according to the word of God. It can be, uh, old age can be a time of experience that's rich in the Lord as we share the, the Lord with the next generation. And then when death comes, we get to meet the Lord with joyful confidence. God promised that Abraham would die in peace, clear back in Genesis 15, verse 15, and he did. Abraham was saved by faith, so he had peace with God. And he walked a path of righteousness, so he experienced the peace of God. And the God who had been faithful to guide him for a century and more was not going to forsake him at the very end. It says something else here that's interesting. He was gathered to his people. Not to the tomb, not to Sarah's bones, but to his people, the people. He was gathered to his people, just like the beggar Lazarus was when Christ gave us the parable of Lazarus in Luke chapter 16. Christ's parable said that he was carried to Abraham's bosom. And Abraham was there to answer some of the questions. So we know where Abraham went after he died. Now, this is the first occurrence of the phrase in the Bible, and it means to go to the realm of the dead, referring to the destiny of the spirit and not the body. You see, the real you and me is spiritual, not material. This body is merely a temporary housing for our spirit. And in death, the spirit and the body part company. And our spirit, that is the real you and me, live on. The Old Testament word for the realm of the dead is Sheol. And the New Testament equivalent is Hades. It is the temporary home of the spirits of the dead awaiting the resurrection. 
It is the temporary home, not the permanent home. The permanent home for the saved is heaven. And the permanent home for the lost is hell. Now, Luke chapter 16 describes Sheol or Hades as having two sections to it that are separated by a great gulf or chasm. And that the saved are in the place of blessing, while the lost are in the place of suffering and pain. So some might say, aha, the Bible teaches purgatory. No, the Bible does not teach purgatory. Because in this parable, it said plainly that no one passes from one side of that chasm to the other. Giving gifts, money, to the church, to a church, or to a church leader is not going to remedy that problem. Now, Ishmael was there. The account of Abraham's death closes with these estranged half-brothers, Isaac and Ishmael, reunited in their grief and love for their father. For the sake of honoring their father, their differences were set aside. Ishmael came. Isaac received him. And we shall see later in Genesis that Jacob and Esau did the same thing when their father, Isaac, also passed. And that's the way it should be at funerals and memorials. Over the years, I have participated in some funerals and memorials in which the atmosphere was so thick it could be cut with a knife. There were people present that had deep, painful, unhealed wounds And everyone there was on eggs, walking on eggs, with the alert to the danger that one look or one word might be the spark that set the whole place on fire. One wonders if the atmosphere was thick that day between Ishmael and Isaac. We're not told. But for the sake of honoring their father, their differences were set aside. Now, there's something else here as well, and that is the fact that Ishmael was there to bury his father infers some information that is not found in the text. You see, in that day, when someone died, they were immediately buried, like within hours at most. And that was true even centuries later. Remember in Acts chapter 5, when Ananias was dead and buried before his wife Sapphira even knew about it. In order for Ishmael to have been present, he would have had to be nearby and prepared for his father's death. In order for that to occur, there must have been some indications that Abraham's death was imminent. News must have traveled and reached Ishmael that father was going to pass away soon. So perhaps Abraham did not go unexpectedly in his sleep. Maybe there was a period of time that the family observed his declining health and knew that his time was limited, and they sent the message to Ishmael, who made it a point to be nearby and ready. You know, I uh, reflect on my father's death. Uh, He had struggled with the fight against cancer for years. He won two of the rounds, but the outcome of the third and final round was clear a few weeks before he passed. I was there when the doctor told dad that he might have two to four months 
It might be less. It might be more. That was on January 7th. He passed away February 7th. As it was, he only had one month. And as his strength declined, he met with many people who came to encourage him and pay their last respects. His grandson, my son, Sterling, came to honor him and to receive Grandpa's blessing to marry Rochelle. The family is thankful that God took Father quickly because his suffering was intense in those last days. And the family is also thankful that God gave us that month before his passing because it gave family members the opportunity to say things that needed to be said, but things that likely would have never been said under normal circumstances. Silver lining to death and dying here today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely as we explore not only his father's death and the experiences surrounding that, but all of this stemming from our exploration of Abraham's death and what we can take from Scripture to apply to our own lives to the glory of God. More information can be found at highlands.us, highlands.us. We'll see you tomorrow as our studies in Genesis continue on Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.